You beat those stamp Nazis with good old-fashioned American complaining. Oh, if it weren't for you, we'd be at the mercy of weekend philatelists. You know, why didn't you just say stamp collectors? Because I'm tired of dumbing myself down for you. Live from the Stamp Show here today, Infotainment Complex, this is the award-winning Stamp Show here today. If you can dream it, we can collect it. Brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center, a nonprofit 501c3 corporation for the advancement of philately. You can support this witless tosh by joining the Stamp Show Here Today community. The cost is only $10 for a lifetime membership. We are also an APS-affiliated club. Listen to the end credits for information on joining. This is Lord Cash. This is Baronet of Scotland, Mark. And it's just the two of us because a bunch of people left for... Uh, the Stamp Show in uh, Cleveland, the APS show. Yes. They're on their way to gas. And I'm going tomorrow, but by the time this airs, I will be there or... It'll be Thursday, so where are you going to be on Thursday? On Thursday, I'll be on the show floor, so hi. <laughs> it's great to see you. So my son, Sean, gave me a phone call today, and he said, what is... T.T. Beachy. <laughs> and uh, because he's going through his stamps, and he saw the listing in Scott's catalog. And I said, well, it's pronounced Tet Besh. And uh, I told him what it was. Uh, Tet Besh is um, where one stamp is upside down in relationship to the stamp next to it. So uh, you see it a lot in, well, the most common is Israel uh booklet panes they re they printed the sheets and they sold the sheets and so along each of the right and left edge that's the edge that they stapled into the book well the right edge very left edge the left edge uh shows it normal the right edge they had to print it upside down so that the edge would be the edge so down the center you have stamps that are printed right side up and then right next to it or upside down. Normally they'd be cut apart and put in booklets, but if you got the sheet, you were able to get these upside down and neighbor stamps. So I know a lot of you probably knew that. I knew that, you know, we, we see it all the time. The thing I didn't know was what the heck Tet Besh meant. Hmm. Do you know? Have you ever heard of the definition of it? I've never heard the definition. No, I've just I just did the visualization. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, basically, what it means is head to foot, and it's believed that originally it dealt with beds, where people would put their bed, and they would either have their heads together or their feet together so i guess they were like big beds uh but it was head to foot so that's what it means in french huh. so uh now you learned something if, if you get nothing else out of the podcast <laughs> so in in the united states stamps i the only tet beche i can think of i, I believe is in uh, there is a one in hawaii uh, Hawaii numerals, I believe there's a Tet Besh. Yes. Yeah. But I'm thinking, is there any normal issue? Yeah, I can't think of one. Yeah. Because everything, like I said, in Israel, they did it because they printed booklet panes. 
next to each other. Uh, they didn't all the booklet panes that the U.S. printed. They printed straight and then cut it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Hmm. Well, the second thing is um, famous name of the day is Anna Furring, and the it's the last name is F U H R I A N G. Except that the U has the two dots on top of it. It's got right. the umlaut. Yes. So it's furring. Anyway, she was an actress in uh, the 19-teens. And she's the girl who is Germania on German stamps. So when you see a German stamp with Germania, the... Uh, uh, usually there, it's a grayish. It's usually a color border with a grayish head in the middle. That's Anna Furring, and she. If you Google her name, you will see her picture from a movie, and I don't know which movie because the movie that I have here is Ost hat die Hosen an, <laughs> but that's not where this picture came from. And by the way, oh, uh, that movie. Um, the reviews are non-existent on IMDb. Oh. <laughs> Nobody has rated it. And, uh, the synopsis is a girl poses as a knight's ma- male valet and is vamped by his fiance. Sounds dirty. Yeah. Something that's, that's odd. So anyway, Anna Furing. So, what do you do? You have anything that can surpass Anna Furing here? Uh, I I I don't, but I I think we should select a, uh, a a a particular person and then just call her Americana and put her on all the stamps from here on out. We can always take the uh, Las Vegas uh, Statue of Liberty. Yeah, there you go. Because uh, that resulted in the lawsuit and everything. Yeah. For those who don't know. Uh, the U.S. Post Office put out a stamp with a picture of the Statue of Liberty on it. And instead of using the head of the Statue of Liberty, they used the head of the Statue of Liberty on Las Vegas on the strip here. Right. <laughs> which <laughs> is it looked better. Which is different. Yeah, it looks better. I mean, the Statue of Liberty was done, what, 125 years ago. So beauty standards have changed over the last 125 years. So they go, eh, this, this picture looks pretty good. And they go, yeah, it's because this guy created it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what crossed your desk today? Well, um, the, uh, what's interesting to me is um, I was looking at the um, postage due issues. This is the numeral issues uh, from between 1895 and 1917. Um, those particular issues are not, particularly exciting you know because they're just numbers on stamps uh, but there's a lot of varieties there in the in the colors and the and they and the colors you know they don't match from from year to year there's there's different varieties for you know for over those different years um, and what I found is if you are if you want to try and collect all the color varieties the best thing to do is to uh, buy the two cent um, uh, denominations because they're typically the cheapest. So uh, you could you could put together a fairly uh, complete um, set of the color varieties just by going through uh, dealer boxes that are you know the um, uh, the bargain boxes and just pick out the the two cent uh, ones because you know they're they're very prolific. 
but uh, but yeah, it was it was uh, it was kind of exciting to to put together a complete set of all those, um, and it also helps if you know if somebody's trying to to you know create a, a nice set of the complete you know complete set. Uh, I now have all of the colors. You know that I can say, okay, yeah, you've got the you've got the deep claret, you know, instead of the rose red, or you know, yeah, this is indeed the vermilion and not the the dull rose. So, uh, so yeah, that's uh, well. As expensive ones go, the vermilion is kind of the key to the values, right? Uh, there is a vermilion, I believe, that's unwatermarked. That's uh, that's really expensive. But then the um, like the J fifty three B. Um, is uh, is slightly more expensive, but it's not really it's not really that much. I mean, two dollars used, <laughs> you know. So it's not uh, it, it's you know, but it is a but it is a strikingly different color from the from the other two uh, versions of that stamp, which was J fifty three Carmen Lake and J fifty three A Dull Rose. So um, they they are very distinctive colors. So that it's it is apt that they have um, uh, you know the uh, small letter designations in the Scott catalog but um but yeah that's uh that's kind of a that's kind of a fascinating you know area to to collect and you know you can collect it you know pretty much on the cheap um the tough stamps are the uh, the larger format um postage dues because you've got the you've got the brown you've got the red brown and then you've got the bright bright carmen and there's all kinds of different shades of those stamps so uh, my rule of thumb is, unless it is brown, you know, it, it's either got to be brown or it's got to be bright claret. And if it's not either one of those two, it's red brown. So, you know, that's kind of the that's kind of the thing. There is, is is you know, it's if it's it's got to be the one extreme or the other extreme, and then everything else is is the middle the middle set. Well, I have a reference collection on that also. And it, there is a range in the clarets. Mm-hmm. I mean, the clarets, you know, you get very clarity. You get like this really neat purplish pink. And then you get, you know, just sort of some bright clarets and stuff. But the red browns, they are all over the place. Yeah. I mean, if you made a color study, I'll bet you you could very easily come up with 50 individual shades. Yeah. That are just ridiculous. Um, but I want to get back to the vermilion. Um, the vermilion, the un, the watermarked one, is that the same shade of vermilion? Is that a good reference copy? Yeah, yeah, it is. Actually, is the uh, J twenty nine and J thirty are the really expensive uh, unwatermarked vermilion, and they're like a thousand dollars. Yeah, the 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 one cent is uh, twenty three hundred fifty dollars um, hinged uh, uh, mint. And mint hinged on J thirty is seven hundred seventy five dollars. So yeah, those are those are pretty expensive stamps. But yeah, if you've got a J fifty three B, which is just two dollars used, that could be a a great reference for for if you're looking for a uh, you know the uh, the J twenty nine or J thirty. Because the vermilion on this postage due is not the vermilion that you're probably picturing in your head right now. Right. Because it is actually more like just a pinky sort of reddish rose, it's sort of. Yeah, they kind of uh, the the sky catalog kind of takes liberty here, and and this is why it's so important to uh, to get a bunch of them all together, 
you know, so that uh, so that you can you can get these color differences because once you've once you've got them, you know, figured out between the you know the perf twelves uh, uh, and the perf tens and the perf you know elevens, uh, um, once you've got them separated that way, then then you have to go for the colors and say, okay, where's like where's a good example of deep claret versus lake versus rose carmine? And some of these colors have significant values. Yeah, yeah. One of the and it, this is just my opinion here, but they are disproportionately low. Um, the demand for postage dues is really pretty low because they are, unfortunately, I won't say ugly because they aren't. They're, they're very ornate and stuff like that, but there isn't any real pizzazz to their design. They no. all look the same except for the number in the middle. Right. And so the number of collectors who are out there going, yeah, I want to, I want to complete my postage due collection. You know, the, some of these stamps are, especially the 50 cent values mm -hmm. are of the earlier ones. Later ones are different because later ones, uh, like readers digest would pay postage due on their metered mail. And postage due stamps are accounting paper. They're not postage stamps. They're accounting paper. So uh, they didn't put a lot of skill into them. They, they made them kind of on the cheap, and they used them on the cheap. So you can find full sheets of 50 cent, $1, and $5 postage dues that are all just hand canceled, like an entire sheet right. canceled. Or canceled the lines like with a crayon, a blue crayon. Yeah, those are worse, yeah. So, uh, and that's another thing for expertizing. Um, that crayon can be removed. Hmm. And so people will remove the crayon the hitch is, is that you can't really remove all the wax that was there. Right. So you'll still, and again, unfortunately, you need like a VSC or you need a long wave uh, light or something like that. But you can see where there was in the past a cancel that was this crayon. Yeah, it's very detectable. Yeah. So... But uh, but another another area of, of postage dues is the perf ten or perf uh, eleven nineteen seventeen issue. Um, that you know if you can if you can get a set of those never hinged, uh, that's a great set, and it's and it is uh, it is very uh, you know it's very difficult to, to find them, and when when I see them listed on on eBay they go fast, mm -hmm. you know and it's. Um, so that's that's one that's one set that I think is 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 I think is very popular, but the catalog value doesn't you know it doesn't quite yeah, yeah. reflect it because yeah I mean to to see one on eBay um, you know especially never hinged that's uh, it's, it's kind of rare it, the the it's supply and demand you know economics. The unfortunate thing is it's really low supply, but it's also really low demand. Right. And it, it's and people often confuse them with the uh, – because the, the Perf 11s are the flat plate. The uh, rotary press are ubiquitous. I mean, they're very, very cheap. 
and they look exactly the same basically yeah so um so yeah those those uh the you know those you see everywhere but the but the flat plates um they're you know they're pretty special yep and then uh well since you got the book in front of you why don't you talk about the dull gums oh yeah the yeah when you start to get into the uh the uh, the lighter color ones. This is the. Uh, this one doesn't have the filigree stuff in the back. It's just you know they start around 1959. Um, you've got the dull gum issues, which, um, like I believe that's the six cent. Uh, that uh, that catalog seventy dollars, for you know for the dull gum variety, and it's a. Um, uh, they're kind of tough because. Um, the, it, the stamp does not look like it has gum. Um, it, uh, it looks like it's, it's a no gum stamp, but it has a particular feel. And this is, uh, I, we see a lot of confusion, like on the, uh, 18 cent issues, uh, the regular issues uh, that, uh, that USPS put out, um, where you've got like the, um, that, uh, there was the, the sort of the purple golfer or, or, and, you know, in that other green stamp. Uh, then you've got the twenty cent state birds and flowers. Oh, that's the killer! Cause yeah, you, you'll get a sheet and you'll go, ah, oh, crap! It doesn't have any gum. Right? It's like, yeah, it does. Yeah, and it and it and it looks it looks like it has no gum. But if you were to take your finger and and lick it and put it on one of the stamps, it would immediately you know become gum, and then you've ruined the sheet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's it's one of those things that you have to kind of go by feel. Um, and so when you have a stamp from, uh, let's say the, um, the state birds and flowers that is generally used, um, it, there's a, a completely different feel of the paper when you're rubbing it on your fingers than the, than the mint stamp, that, you know, that has the no gum because it's, I think they call it the water activated gum. So, uh, so yeah, you got to be careful with that because you might think, oh my gosh, you know, the, the dealer is screwing me over cause it, you know, this is a no gum stamp, but, uh. But no, those they they have gum, but uh, and, and I think that's the reason that they uh, they are not that popular, and that USPS banned it abandoned it because, you know, you can't tell. Yeah. Yeah, but, I I had the same thing. I had two sheets, and I flip over one, you know, because you buy them in discount postage, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh crap, it doesn't have any gum. So you throw it into the no gum, and I'm only looking at the back. I'm not looking at the front. Mm-hmm. So, you know, then I throw it and then I get another one and I go, that's weird. What the hell? And I turn it over and it's, oh, it's birds and flowers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, that's a 22 cent stamp, right? So 20 cent. Yeah. Oh, it's a 20 cent. Yeah. It's a, between the 18 cent and the 20 cent yep. is when they were, they were using that, uh, that water activated gum. So interesting stuff. Yeah, I'm going to try to find uh, one of the Vermilions because, again, you know, if you are have been collecting for a while, Vermilion you usually think of sort of a reddish orange, mm-hmm. and this is not that. And you know, when I was collecting way back, I had a Vermilion and had no idea because I was expecting a orangish reddish sort of color, and instead it's sort of a pinkish rose it's not color is weird if you look at uh we put out the book of secrets volume three and uh we're actually going to reprint that because uh we sold it out entirely 
Um, but volume three goes specifically into colors and it compares the colors to what the Pantone color should be. So you can pull it up on your computer. And, uh, that we thought was really important because a person, you know, you go, well, what color is pigeon blood pink? You you say, well, type in Pantone number 109. You type in Pantone 109 and go, oh, that's what pigeon blood pink looks like. And it doesn't look like pink. Right. Right. That doesn't look like blood either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I want to uh, find a number 11 or number 26 and trademark a color and call it like, you know, dragon's blood or dragon's breath red. That's what I'm looking for. Dragon's breath. And, you know, you give it a good name and it'll go up in value. Mm-hmm. Because if you just called pigeon blood pink road night, which is what color it is, it's color called road night um nobody cares <laughs> well anything else see you at uh, gas yeah you'll you'll be there when this goes up cheers all we need your help nothing on the internet is free including our phone and internet connections so you can support the podcast by joining the stamp show here today club the cost is ten dollars for a lifetime membership Please include your APS member number as we are an APS-affiliated club. Your support is greatly appreciated. Our brand new spanking address is 5965 Harrison Drive, Suite 6 in Las Vegas, Nevada, 89120. You left out the word glorious. Fabulous. <laughs> because you don't put that on the letter. Oh. Well, you could. You could, yeah. You could, yeah. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Not Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun, but now the time has come to go. If this silkcom was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! <laughs> Stamp collecting happens when we dream together.